you're listening to Changing Reality. So hi everyone and welcome to another amazing episode of Changing Reality. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We're excited to have you guys as our lovely audience for today. So for all of you who don't know, Changing Reality is a show right here on WQHS Radio that features phenomenal people from all walks of life who are, in one way or another, changing the reality around them. So we'll be hanging out and interviewing social change makers, entrepreneurs, business owners, to even artists, musicians, top executives, and inspiring individuals from all across the world. And many of them from here on the Penn campus too. So we get to hear these inspiring stories and at the same time take away lessons that can help us figure out what we can do to leave our mark on this world at the same time. I wanted to do this show personally simply because I felt like there are a lot of people out there who do phenomenal things but at the same time, even though they're making waves in the lives of those around them, not many people know about that. So I'm about so I'm doing the show just because I'm passionate about learning these stories, learning how people are changing the world. And hopefully by spreading these stories with all of you, you guys figure out how you can change the world in your own ways. And I myself founded a youth movement called Ascendance in Malaysia, which is where I'm from, that collaborates with the Malaysian Ministry of Education and many other international organizations to help provide an alternative education platform for any student out there who wants to change their reality. We work with students from elementary to college through various sessions, programs, experiential learning activities, projects, and anything and everything that helps them discover their passion, learn about themselves and the world around them through working with top, uh, top individuals in their industries, and going back and starting their own careers while they're still in school. That creates meaningful impact not just for themselves, but for those around them too. And we've been fortunate to date to work with over 10,000 students in 900 communities. And we've incubated countless number of student-run projects, social enterprises, and many more run by kids aged to 28, run by kids aged 8 to 20 years old. And the story behind that is the reason why all of this was happening or the, all of this is able to happen is because of real world experiences and stories that they have been fed that they are constantly surrounded with. So that just goes to show how important this show is. And because of that, Ascendance today, we have a conference coming up for 50,000 students uh, from all across the world with speakers as young as 10 to 25 from more change makers in eight different countries. And that just goes to show the power of what happens when people all around the world are willing to share what they do. So if you have any questions about that, drop it in the show chat below. If you have any topics, any uh, other things that you want to learn about, let me know as well. And we'll take it as our next sessions. But today we have a really, really amazing guest. Uh, he's someone who actually did his master's here at Penn. And he worked in various industries and eventually ended up in one of the world's leading tech companies, Facebook. Today at Facebook, he is a director of global marketing, uh, global marketing solutions, and he does so many amazing things. I've not only spoken to him, but I think the best part about it is when I speak to his team, um, his EA, a lot of them have amazing respect for him. And I think that just goes to show what a phenomenal leader he is. So hopefully we get to learn a little bit more about how he's actually managed to um, make all of that happen. And without further ado, I'm sure you all want to meet him now. Let's invite Panjin onto the screen. Hey, that was quite a buildup. <laughs> Thanks, Arsha. Yeah. Thank you, and thank you for joining us on the show. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be here. By the way, I, I uh, um, changing reality. I mean, I love the the work you're doing there, and and it's it's a message of empowerment, which I'm all about. So I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And I feel like you are someone where when we had our little chat before this and from the little bit that I've managed to read up about you, you're someone who's definitely changed the, your, not only your reality, but I think through the work that you do with Facebook, you help many others figure that out as well. So thank you, I guess, on behalf of everyone. And um, <laughs> I'm serious, I'm serious. But, but where did all of this start? Like, did you even know that this is what you'd be doing? Did you know that you'd be in this industry? Or did you know you'd even be in a tech company? Because if like, according to my top secret research you actually studied uh, engineering if i'm not mistaken so yeah, is that yeah, like yeah, yeah. Man that i didn't see or like <laughs> yeah um yeah you know a, a lot of these things um and uh i don't remember if we we, we talked about this but, but a lot of these things end up being um you, you kind of follow the thing that seems interesting to you at the time uh for a lot of people i, I think there's some people that know right away like they're like Tiger Woods. They know right away 
this is what they want to do in their life and they optimize everything towards achieving that goal. Uh, that was definitely not me. Um, but what ends up happening is you reflect back and then you can kind of connect some of the dots and say, okay, I could see why this happened and how it's led me to where I am. So, um, and, and, I, and I preface with that because I think it's often easy, particularly when you're in college or graduate school or early in your career, you get frustrated because you see some of these people that have made it and they kind of talk about um, how their careers went and they've reconciled all the dots. But in reality, a lot of these people had no idea what they were doing when they were doing it, right? Or they were really just kind of chasing the next thing. And, and I would probably fall in that bucket. Um, which I, I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I started off in electrical engineering that I, I always liked the sciences. Uh, I still do actually. And um, I, I was an undergrad at Villanova right by UPenn, uh, not very far. And uh, I actually, I, I left, I graduated a year early. I was like 20 years old, not ready to go to school, like frankly, Martin. again. And then, yeah. Lex there, um, all right. <laughs> And, and, and then I just decided to, to go to Penn uh, for graduate school. I loved Penn um, and, um, and I'm from Philly. So um, Penn always plays a pretty big role or, or had a big presence in Philadelphia. So I uh, went there as an engineer. And then from there, actually my first job was in engineering. I was at um, Con Edison. I worked at a public utility in New York um, and we did some pretty cool things. Uh, but I wanted to, at the time, I, th I think that's actually changed now, but. At the time, I, I was looking for something that was a faster paced um, uh, job. And, and, and at that time, which was like around 06, 07, um, I think maybe it's still the category. Everybody was going into finance and consulting. And, and so uh, I, I wanted to do that. It was a faster paced job. Um, frankly, pay was better. And so, yeah, I mean, I um, like did a ton of uh, networking and, and, and research and, and went into consulting and I did management consulting. I literally read a textbook on finance because I didn't know anything about it. I got it from the library and kind of went through that. I did that for five years um, and then wanted to work uh, somewhere uh, different at that point. Tech was rising and I, I wanted to be in tech. I loved the, the uh, mission of Facebook. I loved the culture of Facebook and and so I came to Facebook. I didn't know a lot about advertising. I never worked in advertising, didn't know much about it. But at the time, it was really um, just helping the company build something cool. And and so um, I, I, I joined. I, I I like spent my first probably three months crash coursing on advertising. I, I was in a client place world, so I joined in sales. Or it would, back then, it was um, an operations slash sales role. So we did a lot of operations work, but then we also um, met with clients. And because I, in consulting, I met with clients, I kind of had that expertise. And, and I think that was what was interesting for um, Facebook because I knew they wanted to turn this into a much more client facing role. But anyway, so I, uh, I, I, I did that and um, yeah, crash course on advertising and, and um, yeah. And then what I've been there for eight and a half years and, and now um, yeah, I'm, I'm running a sales team. So now I'm in sales, so <laughs> uh, ad sales, which I never thought I would be in, but, but uh, it's been interesting. You explained your journey with so much humility and you're really humble, but honestly, you became like, a, like in, from my point of view, a pro in like every field that you were in. Like you were like, <laughs> I'll, like I'll just read a textbook, I'll get it done in a sense. And I feel like right now, like, like as a student, from my point of view, or even as someone working in a company, many times we feel like the industry we pick or like the major we pick with the industry, we, that's like we're set for life or like we're, I don't know, shackled for life either way. But you you didn't let that stop you. So how actually did you do that transition from one industry to another? What do you think enabled you to, to kind of like, like, was it just the textbook? Should we all go and do that? Or were there like other things that played in like a, like a part in you, like being able to move across so efficiently in a sense? Yeah. Well, so school is awesome. So I, I, you know, like I, um, it's a, it's a great place to learn. And I think maybe the best thing about school is the people that you meet, obviously the parties, and then also, um, uh, how you, which I know a lot of folks haven't been able to do this past year, but hopefully, um, moving forward, people are going to do that, but, but also, um, learning how to learn. I think that's a really, um, important skill and, Here's the thing, if you do your career right, you're gonna learn way more after school than before school uh, or during school, right? And and so that is an interesting thing to think about. 
Um, and it's an it's actually a very empowering thing because you're not pigeonholed to what you've learned in school. You don't have to. Be. I mean, there's a small sub segment of people that might end up getting their PhD in you know, whatever subject they're learning, philosophy, molecular biology, whatever it is. But but for the vast majority of folks, you're gonna just like whatever you're gonna end up working on 10, 15 years from now is probably not even offered as a, as a course, right? And at at at, at um, any of these universities. Um, and so that's just like an important thing to know. And so when you're at school, like the most important thing is like figuring out how you best learn and finding a way to make sure you enjoy that. Um, because that is like the most important thing for me. And, and I think that was what was so, so when I was trying to get into consulting, a lot of people told me, forget about it, just go get your MBA. And at the time, I just didn't want to do that because I, I got my master's, nothing against an MBA. I just got my master's. And I'm like, ah, I don't like want to go back and classrooms at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Like what a bummer. So, so, um, and so I, again, I kind of backed into it. Now I also happen to have a lot of friends that were real self starters and they were like, why don't you just, I mean, all these people know are just things that are in these textbooks that are just readily available at the library for free. Right. Um, or now on the internet, right? Like most of these textbooks you could just get on Amazon or like a lot of them are free. Um, you can just Google it, you get the PDF for free, right? So, um, uh, and yeah, and I, I just, I, I started to learn and, uh, about finance and a couple things happened. One is I realized, wow, that's like really possible. Like I can just learn about this subject and the second thing I did was I built up my network. And this was an interesting thing because I actually, I reached out to a lot of people um, and, and I did skip a step. So let me, let me give you one step. I, I, I joined um, at Accenture in their IT consulting practice, which was a much easier because it's a technical job. Uh, but I did that for eight months and I wanted to move into strategy consulting, kind of similar at the time thing. I don't think that's the case anymore, but strategy consulting was like the kind of premium consulting job and so I was at Accenture, they had a small strategy practice. And I remember reaching out to a lot of people. I, I just like literally pulled up the directory and just started emailing people. No one responded. And then <laughs> finally, no one responded. And then finally, um, I just reached out to the top guy, like the global guy that runs the whole shindig. And he responded right away. And he CC'd like a few couple of folks. He's like, why don't you talk to like, you know, so-and-so a couple of folks. And <laughs> these are all people that I had reached out to already. You talk about awkward. And, uh, but then now um, they responded, right? They responded right away. And, um, and I thought that was really interesting. And um, it taught me, and, and so anyway, and then I had conversations. They told me how to get into those jobs. And I basically had to take some like projects that were like stepping stones. I proved myself. I did like a bunch of side projects at work and then uh, proved myself and, and got in. But um, so it requires a level of hustle, but like I was able to kind of construct, if you think about what a lot of people appreciate, and I just mentioned this, is like not just the learning, but the network. Um, I was able to kind of construct that outside of school. And I think people that can do that, right, constantly find ways to learn new things um, by reading. I think like reading is super important and constantly trying to like learn new subjects. Um, or like build on like subjects that you think are interesting and building a network. And now is like so much easier than it used to be when I started. Um, like you have LinkedIn, you have Twitter, you have Facebook, Instagram. I mean, you can just reach out to a lot of these folks and they're willing to help. And what I found is really successful people, they got started because they cold called random people to, to get to it right. They had the hustle and they recognize that. And so you think like those are the people that aren't going to respond, but they are actually the people that are going to respond. And I've seen that over and over again, like time and time again. And I've learned from that and I've realized like, yeah, I need to like pass on the love to other folks too, because that's what um, has helped me get my start. Uh, but anyway, that was just a really important learning for me. And then since then I've, I've actually, like, I'm, a, I'm in ad sales, but um, outside of work, I spend most of my time um, uh, as a computer engineer, I, I build stuff. I love building stuff. Um, so I spend most of my time on computer engineering. I found, um, biology, cellular biology would be really interesting. So I've been like pounding away at that. Um, and, uh, yeah. And like I said, like, it's just because you can, and why not? And you realize like the, 
the degree, I mean, again, it's it's powerful and it's helpful, but at the end of the day, that's just a piece of paper and has nothing to do with who you are or what you, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't build the walls. Only you build the walls around yourself, right? Um, so yeah, hopefully that answers your question. No, that's amazing. And I really like how you outlined that. It's like, you, you have this goal, you've got something you want to do. And even if like, you're not like able to get there now, you take the step that's available. And then you kind of like read, like use everything is surrounding you, whether it's emailing people, whether it's a directory, whether it's your personal network in a sense, and you kind of like use those resources to see how do you actually take the next step and the next step. And I think that that's actually really workable advice for a lot of us. And thank you for sharing that. And it also thank you for replying to my email, like for to be on the show. Now I know like why. Yeah, you well, I mean, right, yeah. <laughs> so like, thank you. Like, like I'm so touched now. All right. I, I'll, 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 it's like people email me i'll respond all of you like just saying but like and um i think that that's really nice and you also mentioned a lot about learning and when you were mentioning the things that you were learning about you mentioned things like even cellular biology you even mentioned um like even though you're in ad sales you learn a lot about like tech you learn a lot about um even some uh, so computer engineering and computer development and things like that so like how important is it to you to learn things that are outside of your field and why is that even important yeah so yeah i mean so it's it's i think it's it's what keeps me ticking like it's what keeps me interested um i i think science is like, well it's funny because I, I probably spend most of my time reading about science it used to be physics and i've kind of like shifted a little bit to, to biology but but like but science yeah. <laughs> but, but i i love like the sciences but i also really love philosophy um history which feel, feels like to me applied philosophy right you learn about the nature of man and then you see it, it like play out um over the whatever thirty thousand years um or so uh so so i i really enjoy all of that so so i i really um find a lot of interest in that in fact um in my job i've learned more about how to manage a team how to approach my work reading about the sciences philosophy and um uh, uh, history than I have actually in, um, like reading any self-help books or management books. Um, and it's like kind of this interesting thing. I, do, I, but I reflect on this. I mean, like, first of all, most like self-help books and, and there are some good ones. I'm not like saying that there aren't like good ones, but, but most of them can be summarized into like, uh, 15, like 20 pages, like you could like, pretty much get the idea. And then after that, it's just examples. And I think it's like a trick. I've heard this about the publishing industry where they really want you to publish like a certain number of pages because people, although I wonder how this is changing with um, eBooks, but people don't like to buy books that are really small. They're not willing to pay the money. And so that's why authors feel like the pressure to um, uh, write uh, a decent check of pages. So. Anyway, I find, and so there's actually a really great service uh, that I use personally called Blinkist um, and uh, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, which which just basically summarizes the books, like like nonfiction books that are like these self-helpy stuff, which again, like some of them are great ideas, but you could like distill it down very quickly. Anyway, so there's that part, um, um, but the reason, so so the reason why I, I, I continue to learn and find these things so important is, um, I don't know, like I I don't know necessarily where I'm going to go next in my career. I mean, even if when you look at like I'm at, at a big tech company, when you look at some of these big tech companies, um, a lot of the questions that are asked um, at the senior most levels and the way when you hear people like um, Sundar or, or Mark or you know, any of these folks talk when they do their big speeches every year. Tim Cook, right? Like they'll talk about like the like the 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 path they think we're on. Like they, there's some underlying philosophy that's like like built around the people they're trying to serve or or the societies that that they're trying to help. And and I think that's really um, an important thing to understand, um, even at, like as an employee or I'm, a, I'm, I'm the, like a manager or leader at the company and. Um, and for anybody, um, because it's good to like build your own understanding of the world. And the cool thing about pure sciences is um, you really understand some fundamental dynamics um, of how things around you work. P 
people around you work. Uh, and, and that I think is so, it helps gain perspective. And here's the other thing that's like really interesting about pure science is when I read about physics or biology, like you can't help but start to get really um, spiritual uh, because it's, it's like actually like you start to, and then it, you get into philosophy. And if you look at like every big um, uh, scientist that like did some of these, like especially theoretical um, uh, physicists or, um, or, or folks that are in theory, like they get very spiritual and they're very influenced by philosophers. And actually like, you'll see like philosophers and science, like they kind of go hand in hand because you can't help but like start to like question the nature of reality. Um, and if you're going to change it, you should understand the nature of it. Right. And, um, and, uh, and I think that's just so important and it really helps me, um, like, first of all, it helps me gain perspective of like who I am, like, what am I made up of? Like what society around me is, it helps me stay calm, um, in the face of crises. Cause like, especially when you read history or you read, like, you just realize like, like even something as simple as like, when I feel bad, if you take a step back and I have a bad, I'm, I'm like, I'm having a bad day, I bet you your whole day isn't bad, right? Like there's probably a moment where you feel fine, right? And, and you realize like these emotions just come and go and they come and go and, um, and you get to a point where you just kind of let it come and you just let it go. And, and I'm giving you some like, you know, really like meta stuff but but the reason why i'm saying that is like that's all come from like just reading the sciences philosophy and, and history and that helps me operate and work it helps me gain perspective and um and uh and and yeah i, mean, I and i think my clients my team appreciate I, I think that's the thing they appreciate about me is that i bring a lot more to the job than just um than just you know my knowledge on ad sales and then the last thing i'll say because i'm going on a long a long time about this um is I think if you're going to work at a small company and even a big one, um, having a wide range of skills is just a really important thing. I do think it's good to know what your strengths are, but I think having an, especially early on, like having an appetite for like a wide range of skills is really important. And when you look at like, just, I've had to be honest, like my success at Facebook is because I've been able, um, to apply a wide range of knowledge to a bunch of different things. Um, so I'm in ad sales, but I know one of the things that um, has been very appreciated at the company is my ability um, to also talk to engineers and product folks. Um, and that comes from my technical you know, background and, and my technical knowledge that have built up over the last, let's say eight or nine years. Um, I know that that's like really appreciated and and clients um and and then i have an ability to take that and translate it for clients and my team and so um and then because i can do that the engineers and product people i think like coming to me and then it's not just that but there's also um creative uh folks that we work with and, and i and i don't think i mentioned i used to do improv comedy for um five years in new york and um I know that's really hard to figure like that. I could be funny <laughs> given this conversation. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a, quite well. You're doing uh, quite well. <laughs> it's like what a buzzkill. But no, I, I well, that's why I stopped. But but uh, but but I, I used to do that for five years, and that gave me a really good understanding of like creative and um and 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 I think those teams that I work with that are you know centered around because we work with a wide range of teams at Facebook they really designers right like they 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 appreciate that and the ability to connect with them in a in a certain way um it just helps you build empathy for the people that you're working with um and i think there is a lot of value to that and um yeah so that's why it's really important um and i will say like you're not going to be an expert overnight i didn't i wasn't a big reader and then i started to read and then about like three or four years in i realized oh wow yeah like i'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a reader. Like I would categorize myself as a reader. I started to realize, wow, I can like connect all these dots and um, refer one to books. Day you and, so, one book home and then you realize three years later, like, oh no, like I can't, like I can't move. There's too many books at home now. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it takes time and you need patience, right? So yeah. No, but I think that that's a really, really great way of looking at learning. I feel like many times we try like, I learned this and then I'll be able to do that 
like something like that. And like, I think it's a very, I don't know, school going mindset or like people or like many people I know who work also like they try to take a course and they assume they'll be able to figure it out straight away. But the way that you approach it is really fascinating. It's like learn all of the things that interest you, learn everything that you can have an appetite for learning and then apply that in whatever you're doing. It's kind of like connect the dots so that it will enhance wherever you are, whatever you're doing, which is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And we did talk a lot about the sciences and I wanted to ask this and you really brought it up about the whole improv comedy thing. So where does the arts fit in all of this? Like, I mean, yes, it's important to get this understanding. Like you rightly guessed Changing Reality was actually inspired from me reading a lot of science books and going like, yeah. oh, so it's kind of like the bridge I feel between history and philosophy and that kind of like interpreting it into like why does like why does it work in a sense but on the other side we've got all of these arts these creative like um, spaces and all of that and one of it is rightfully comedy but you've got all of these other things you spend like as you mentioned some time do in the improv comedy scene five years it's quite quite amazing do you think that that experience helped you shape who you are in any way or was it just like realizing your joke capacity was like at a certain level but they didn't have any value <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh no i i definitely uh learned a lot uh, first of all, it was fun and I enjoyed doing it. I still get a kick out of making people laugh um, in my job, like, or pre-COVID, like you, you'd be on stages and um, I did. Now it's so hard with VC, right? Because everyone's on mute and, and if their camera shut and you like, think you said something funny, but then it just goes into a black hole and it's gone, right? So it's <laughs> uh, later because of the delay. Yeah, yeah, I know. Which, and, and, yeah, I know. So uh, it's 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 rough that way, but but um, uh, no, it, it plays a big role. So um, actually, don't even remember the the book anymore, but um, uh, which is a little bit of a bummer. But I think the thing about art, um, and 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 that is such a broad term, right? I mean, there's like liberal arts, which is philosophy and history, which I talked about, which I think is like very um, important foundational information uh, for people. Um, but then just the arts, like um, I think what that like, what, what comedy helped me do, and there was a couple of things. One is uh, not just comedy, I, I actually did, I don't know if Ben Nautic still is around, but I used to be uh, in Ben Nautic and, um, and uh, I, I danced, I did you know, all that stuff. Uh, Penn Nautic for those that they, it was, um, they did um, Indian plays. Uh, so that was uh, cool. Uh, and, um, the thing that the arts taught me were, was like, so uh, an improv is similar. So, so the way improv works is you, you, you go out or someone goes out and they start to build a scene, right? And they'll build some scene, they'll start doing something. And then you have to look at what they're doing and, and you build on it, right? And, and the best way to do it is, and, and I don't, maybe some people have heard this, like uh, very, um, the fundamental line in, in improv is yes and, which is, you accept what they're doing and then you build on it, right? Like if someone goes out and they're like mowing their lawn and then you go out and you're like, no, that sucks. Like I have a better scene and you're like on a boat, like you've just like axed that guy's or woman's like, you know, idea, which sucks, right? Uh, and so what you actually want to do is build on that. If 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 someone is, is mowing the lawn, you want to accept her idea and then say, okay, I'm going to, um, now like cut the hedges right um and 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 you build that's how you build a scene together and so um and then as you build the scene and i'm laying this out because i'll kind of tell you why all these things are important as you're building the scene you listen for what is funny right you'll the audience will tell you they'll all of a sudden you'll hear a giggle and then it's up to you and the people in the scene there may be two three four however many people in the scene um like you get the feedback and then everybody is like, okay, something about this scene was funny. They laughed and you start to discover what that funny thing is. And and the best people that do improv and what I struggled at was, <laughs> was how can you find like that? What was the core thing that made people laugh? And then you repeat that and you heighten it over and over again. Right. Um, and that's basically what improv is. And obviously it's hard and you need to do it, you have to practice it. And it really is improvised. There's no like scripts or there's no like um, shtick that a person has. Um, and the important thing, there's a couple of things. One is like teamwork and brainstorming ideas is really important. And in work, in anything that you do. 
And the yes and is like a really important way to like accept what you're seeing or accept an idea that someone is bringing to the table and building on that, right? Like that's just a really important skill, like honoring somebody else's ideas and the skills that they bring to whatever problem you're trying to solve as a team. It's just really important to build on that. So that's one thing. Um, uh, the, 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 the second thing, and I think this has a lot of broad um, application is being able to like find, distill things down to like a core idea. And I, and this is important in art, right? Like what is the thing that you are trying to express um, broadly, right? Like, so even as an artist, it, when you paint, like you'll, you'll hear people talk about artists, like the, 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 there's like some core idea or message they're trying to put out. The worst thing that some people do is, sorry, my dog's barking. Um, but the worst thing that some people do is like they try to solve or like try to communicate too many things um, all at the same time, whether that's a book, an article, a painting, um, or in a product. And I've seen this a lot with in the business world is the best product managers, the best um, people that are building a product or like when you're going to sell something is like, what is the thing that your audience cares about? And like, what is what is that core thing that you're gonna solve for first, right? And um, the best products like distill down to that like core idea and then build on that. And that is something that I go back to a lot in, in, in work and, and in life in general. Like whenever like someone comes out, or even when I'm watching TV shows and I see like, I'm not getting a character and it's because, oh, like this character is just all over the place. And they're being totally inconsistent because they never really like found the core meaning of, 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 of the character, right? And, and that's just a really important thing, um, I think, in a lot of things um, in life. No, no, very, very amazing. I think it's a, like, and I love so many points that you brought up from that. And I feel like our audience, if they haven't already, while you're speaking, will go and sign up for some performative arts class after this just to figure I'd out. I recommend it. I love recommend it. it. All right, I'll, I'll go and pick it out after yeah. this. Like, like even the part where you say like it's about being able to build on what someone else is. I remember like so many times when we're in a presentation with someone new, or when I was new presenting, like someone else will say something, and I'm and like the other person will go like, nope, I'm gonna restart this. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, the meeting, so you can't even nudge the other person. But I feel like sometimes it's like being able to see what's the core idea someone's trying to like like communicate on, and more more than actually like doing something by yourself or like saying that okay, you're wrong. Let me figure out. I know a better way to do it. It's about looking at what are they trying to communicate how can i build on what's already there and make it better and better which is definitely an invaluable skill and i think like how you mentioned if college was about or if school's about learning how to learn then i think about like all of this performance arts and all this kind of like shaping how you communicate how do you get this kind of like mental framework to operate with so definitely really good advice and worth checking out performing arts classes for and i think that um <laughs> bringing it to now in your time in facebook you do so many things which I feel is very relevant to the different experiences you've shared from science to arts to um, even a little bit of uh, cellular biology, I hope. But you, but <laughs> you, you mentioned it. I'm, I'm scared to ask how that relates to ad sales. But like, I'm sure you, you, you've got like some brilliant way to think about it, the way you think about it. But like, how did you kind of like come into this role? You mentioned when you started, you didn't really know much about it. So how did you come into the role? And what was the things that you think propelled you forward uh, from just starting out to today being a director in the company? sense i mean it's yeah a big um, <laughs> yeah i mean i i think it really was um it was so I'll, I'll tell you what like when i first joined like and the, and the company was changing and there was a lot of like things happening and there was a point so i was in this operations type role that became client facing and um and it was sales, like right, and um, and it was moving in the direction of being more and more sales. And I remember um, I started to wonder, like, okay, is this the direction I want to go? And nobody at the time really had my type of background, um, but I was able to like, I, but I, I I was good in front of clients, right? Um, and and that was something, and so. I had senior leaders that um, like my manager and my management that wanted me to become a, what they call a client partner or an account executive, which means you are running the full relationship and, um, and, and, and like you're, you're a seller. Like that is like the quintessential seller. 
Uh, and um, and in consulting, it's the same thing. Once you become a partner, you're, you're basically you're, you're a seller. So, um, and uh, I thought long and hard about, did that make sense for me? Um, and uh, because I wanted, I love the technical as well. Um, and I basically, and, and, and you know, this is where it's kind of like, um, I, I can tell you I had like some really unique insight, but but really like I can now connect the dots looking back, but it was, but what was like very much appreciated, I know that my senior leaders really liked about me was that, and what they told me um, was, hey, you bring a unique set of skills, right? Like you can, um, you, you can talk creative, you can talk engineering and you can talk sales or you can talk ads with clients. And that's a really um, important skill set. Yes, like no one's done that before, but like, it's a unique background, but we think it can be very valuable. And um, and so I, I basically tried it. I was like, let me try it. If I don't like it, like it 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 it's fine. Um, but it turns out I really like the pressure of being accountable to partners, like you know clients. So I really like that. Um, and yeah, like what my managers at the time told me was true. Like it was really valued uh, by a lot of people internally and externally. Um, at the at the company and and with my clients, like the fact that I could speak um, a, across a wide range of parts of the company and I could do it with some credibility, and so I think that was also um, a really important thing, and um, and that really is what's pulled me through um, each uh, level, uh, like you know through the company is like the fact that I'm able to like be very tactical and in the details, but then also pull it up um, at a 30,000 foot level. Um, and that ki- and I'm not like one of those people that's like, oh, I'm strategic. Like I get into the details, but I can also, I can flex in both directions. Um, and that's something that I think has been really valued um, at Facebook and what's helped me for sure. Okay. And I think that, as you said, it's, it's kind of like all of the things that made you, you enabled you to actually like carry out this role, which is like, which is interesting for all of us who are trying to become someone else or trying to figure out what makes like, yeah. like what perfect equation to become someone like you. But um, I'll, I'll just say one one thing, because I know we're running on time, is like, uh, you know, Naval Ravikant, he has a lot of really interesting things to say. He's like a entrepreneur, investor, and and a philosopher. And, and one of the things he says is like, you are the best, you are the best version of you, right? Like no one is better than you you being you right in the entire world and that is something that um is really interesting like we spend a lot of time trying to be other people but you realize like actually no one in the world is going to be better at being you right and 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 it's actually important to like find where that means you fit in versus you trying to fit in somewhere else um that's something important and I was having a conversation with one of your colleagues at Facebook and she was saying that, oh, you know, Deep, he's so cool. And he's like, he's so helpful. He always like gets things done. And it's like, your team has a lot of amazing things. Your people you work with have a lot of amazing things to say about you, which is, again, something that I think like you, like it's more like heartwarming than like for many their success. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, it's really cool that like everyone yeah. who like mentions your name to is like, oh my God, yes, you should definitely interview him. He's amazing. So it's like, <laughs> like like, first of all, how do you do that? But also, like you mentioned, that your role requires you to be accountable to clients. It requires you to pull together a lot of people to make something happen. So, how do you kind of like balance everyone's expectations at the same time, and at the same time get the goal done and be respected and adored by all of your colleagues and peers? What's the secret sauce for that? Yeah, I mean, I, actually, it's funny. I think starting with like saying no is actually really important. So, uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, and, and you know what, most important th- things in life are, are you're, you're going to find paradoxes and it, and the people that can like balance the paradox are the folks that'll probably get ahead. Um, I've always found that like, there's always, um, competing ideas, uh, that happen to be true. But anyway, like, like to be really good at a certain, uh, like set of things that you care about, you have to know, like, what are the things, and, and this takes a lot of time and something I'm still working on is like, what are the things that I'm gonna say no to, right? Um, and 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 it's not, it doesn't come from a place of like not caring. It just comes from, if, if you're not like doing something that's interesting to you or a place where you are best utilized, like you're not, 
um, you're, 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 you're not serving the, the people that you're meant to serve. Right. And so I do think there is like an important part of this, which is knowing like what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. Um, and, and just making sure that's clear, um, with, with, with people. I think that's just really important. Um, because especially like hearing like my thing like the, the thing that i would want people to not do is like get really frustrated right like because sometimes you hear it like oh my god this guy's doing like everything like that is how am i supposed to do that first of all like it's taken me a long time right um i'm uh 30 years old like this this builds up over it's compounding right it's compounding it takes a long time and it's going to take more time right and i'll probably do other things that are totally different um, so you got to be patient, um, and 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 one of the actually this is another thing I think Naval Ravikant said, which is like, be impatient with action, but patient with results. Meaning, if you want to do something, like go do it. If you want to work out, do it now, but have a ten-year horizon. Like don't like expect results tomorrow or you know a couple of days. Have a ten-year horizon. What that means is like really like understand whatever it is you're trying to do, really get into the basics. Like, don't worry if you hear someone talking about some really complex stuff, like, oh, I can't speak at that detail. Like, no, because you got a long way to go, right? These people have spent their whole careers doing something. Um, so I just say that because yes, I, I, I try to like pay forward. And what ends up happening is as you accrue more knowledge and like um, uh, more interesting um, experiences, it actually becomes easier to help people because you can do it. Um, quicker um, and you can respond to requests faster. You also probably have to spend less time building up your credibility, right? Like um, as when I first started at Facebook, if I had to like pitch an idea, it'd take me like um, maybe days or like many meetings and like to convince people. Now, like I think folks understand my track record and they'll just like kind of say, okay, he's, he's saying this, like I think it's probably a direction worth going, right? So I don't know, that, that, that's, a, that's also um, a part of it as well, um, is, is like when, when you're helping folks, like knowing what you're not gonna help folks with, and then obviously like trying to like gift like all the experience that I've learned, because I appreciate when other people do that for me, so. Okay, again, a bit paradoxical, but I, I see where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah. I, no, but yeah, and that's true and i think that um again that explains like a lot of why like you managed to bring together your team really well and at the same time it's like you also um have clients to look at you also have clients and like you manage i think some of the biggest clients that they probably have at facebook so it's like how on the other hand does like what skills do you have personally that you feel have been the most like um helpful that have managed you that have enabled you to manage all these clients that especially in times where like um from my little bits of tiny experience as an entrepreneur, sometimes, especially when you're working with like, companies in tech, it's like they expect either a magic pill that will solve all of their problems, either that or they, they already come with an attitude that this might not even work and it's a waste of my time. So it's like there's a lot of different um, like kind of like responses to the tech industry, especially right now when both it's both the most important and at the same time the most criticized, I'd say. So for you, who's kind of like at the forefront of all of this, how do you employ all of these skills to have a good relationship with your clients? Yeah, well, so I think one important thing is like, I, like it's hard to, so, so if you really believe, um, which I do and like what um, companies trying to do and, um, and, and, and the services and value that you're, you're bringing to your partners, um, it becomes easier in that. I mean, sometimes you have to deliver hard messages, but uh, and sometimes, many times you have to deliver hard messages, but you can, it can come from a place of honesty. And I think what I, th I think partners, I mean, you know, some of this also, like, you'd have to talk to, to my clients and they might say, ah, you know, <laughs> but, but I think what partners um, appreciate uh, with, with me um, is that I try my best to be as open and honest as possible. Now, th there are times where I, I haven't been able to, and, 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 you know, there are like, spe like specific reasons for that. But even then, in retrospect, I think clients have realized why I couldn't do that. Um, but I really try to like, because I think when you're in sales, one thing, and I, I used to do this early is like, you want to just, you want to deliver the like, 
paradise, right? You want to deliver the, <laughs> the the vision and all that kind of stuff, and um, and and every like concern that a client has, like you, you you try to like counter the concern. But I think sometimes like it's knowing, and again, this is like goes back to like my days in improv. Is like knowing like what is the core thing I'm trying to sell, um. And um, and then making sure that that's the like everything like if a client has an issue with like X, but I really just need Y because I really believe in Y. Again, this is easier because I believe in it, right? And I believe in Y. I will like make sure I will I will give them like that X, you know, whatever that X thing is like what isn't great. Um, and then they know like oh yeah okay like this guy's being honest with me. He's not like blowing smoke. Um, and that like, but, and so then they'll listen to me about why, and I've done that. I've, I've foregone, um, short-term revenue to build long-term credibility. Um, and, and, and I think many people have, like, uh, you know, I, I think that's the nice thing about working at some of these bigger tech companies, I think is like you, you had, like, we do get the leeway to, to think long-term because these are long-term relationships that you, you know, you don't want to screw up. So, um, I think that's probably the most important thing. Up. And it's very good advice for I think anyone who's doing sales right now because I think many times we want to be the bear, the, the bringer of good news. We want everything to work out, but like I think as you said, that honesty, the 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 doing what your gut tells you to do is more not equal like important in a sense. So definitely a good tip for us in sales. And moving forward to the other things that you learn, the other things that you do back to the tech industry it's very competitive it's very fast paced it's like even tomorrow will they discover like the next like big thing nobody knows and it's like you are someone who like is a big learner who is like really really focused on making sure that you know the different dots then and you connect them really well in your career in your life and i also noticed that one of the things that you do learn is uh, about things that are yet to come so i think you have like a flying car nano degree or, <laughs> yeah. i don't know what does that even mean flying car nano degree all three words sound cool and they're like but yeah and you have like different courses that you've taken um you know like self-driving cars different like latest tech stuff how important is it to you and your advice for all of us to keep looking to the future to learn things that have yet to come and why is that even important in a sense yeah i think um uh knowing how to and a lot of people say this like the most the two 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 things is like learn how to sell or learn how to build right and th that doesn't mean like selling is like being in sales, like marketing is a really important function for learning how to like to, to sell a product, right? Um, uh, and 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 product marketing is really important for actually selling and, and also building product, right? So I mean, there's like a variety of roles that like fit into that. Um, and so for me, it's always been important to understand how things work. So I've, I've taken um, nano degrees on uh, building um, autonomous uh, flying cars or like drones, basically, um, and uh, self-driving. Yeah, um, and that, and that's part of like me just I like wanting to understand like how some of these technologies work uh, because if you know there's something interesting, then that is something that um, I'd want to pursue in my career. Uh, and and so and and you know one of the things that that's really helped me understand also is um, how. Uh, like machine learning, like machine learning and, and how algorithms uh, work uh, and how to design algorithms. Um, it helped me understand like how hardware works, which is like something that um, hardware and, and like kind of the, the juncture between hardware and, and, and software, um, which is just really um, helpful, even in like, you know, silly things like as, as you're evaluating like self-driving cars and understanding like, like, you know, Tesla or I think a lot of companies now have all kinds of stuff um, that that um, get close to self-driving, um, uh, like how that works, why it works. Um, it, it's I don't know. It's it's just great. Like it's it, it brings new perspective um, in in living your life because you can just like understand how so many things work. But again, I mean, there's also applicable uh, applicability to to my job. Uh, uh, but but a lot of this is like frankly like personal interest uh, that I just really enjoy. Okay, and for all of us right now who are in a position where we're like, do I pursue something that I'm interested in? Do I like study something that I want, or do I study something that is like 
trending right now in a sense like do i go into tech or like investment or like consulting which again very common problem among pen students what's your advice for them how do we even know what's like what to pursue what not to pursue what do we learn what do we not learn where do we begin figuring that whole thing out yeah uh i mean i would i would always recommend do something interesting um that you're interested in because again it's going to be about like you and the unique value that you deliver. Um, I will say like, find a way to find like the, the like core humanity, like philosophy and like the tech tech or tech meaning like the, the sciences, find a way to find that interesting. Even if your major is in philosophy, go get a physics textbook, right? Like, <laughs> and, and if your major is in like engineering or physics, like, go read up on a manual con, right? Like, like really like, like don't confine your learning to your degree is what I would tell you. Um, and obviously that's important because that's where the most of your time is going to be spent. And I do think doing what you find interesting is important, but take the extra time, um, to, to, to learn, like round yourself out. Like don't just, um, limit yourself to, to, um, your classes, which I, Penn is great at actually, because I know Penn, like because ben, Benjamin Franklin was like a well-rounded, he was a Renaissance man, right? And and, and I think that's just really um, important. Um, and so I would just encourage you to look broadly outside of just what your major is, like what are the other things that you can be doing? Um, or like joining clubs, right? Like I joined Penn Nautic because I was like really interested in that, right? So um, that's, that's, yeah, the other thing I'd recommend. Yep. And final question for all of our friends who are tuning in um, from all across the world, who may be working in a company, who are extremely busy with the work that they already have. Why should yeah. they go and learn about the other things that interest them? I mean, they might not, they might feel like they don't really have the time or things like that. What would you recommend them to do in a sense? Or why is it important for them to go and figure out and learn the things that they are interested in? They do want to think about. Yeah. I mean, well, so first of all, if you're doing something that you love and you're super interested in, awesome. Like, keep doing it. Um, but if you're like working in a job and you're like, you might be interested in something. Um, and it's like, why should you do it? Um, because this is the one life we have. <laughs> you might, like you, you should try to enjoy it as much as you can. So yeah, like, I mean, there's just that, like we exist. What's the point of all of this? If you're like spending your time, like banging your head against the wall, <laughs> like go do something that you enjoy, even if it's after, like, I get it. Like we all can't be tennis players or go, you know, whatever playing basketball, but like go do something that you enjoy. And I, I will say, if you're like, well, I don't like learning stuff. That is probably a hard conversation is like, you should like, you should learn to like learning stuff. Cause that, that is like, I, I just think like you need, like in our, the way things are moving so fast, you, like the industries are going to continually reinvent themselves and you're going to want to be at the front of that. Um, not, not at the, the back, back side of that. Or you're just constantly following so all right learn how to learn good advice yeah. learn how to love learning too i think that's um i just I, I, as i'm talking i'm like that's actually probably 101 that's probably the first step so <laughs> yeah okay all right so i th and i think that summarizes a lot of the things that we've been talking about learn yeah. how to love learning and in a way by connecting all of those different things that in a way your gut already tells you to go and figure out you can be the best version of you and you can do well and excel and hopefully be as successful as you are one day. So thank you so much for being on the hopefully show. Hopefully more, it's yeah. <laughs> it's been truly amazing talking to you. And honestly, I completely see how you did improv comedy. You are hilarious to interview. It's really fun talking. <laughs> You're just too nice. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was awesome. And I, I really appreciate the time. All right. And to all of our audience, I hope you enjoyed our interview as much as we did. You guys are amazing for tuning in as well. Uh, this has been Changing Reality. Do tune in again next week at 10 p.m. ET every Thursday night. So see you guys then. Bye. You're listening to Changing Reality.